make sure you stick around for that as well. Let's start with stories making news headlines. The Proteas under enormous amounts of pressure heading into tomorrow's thirds of six ODIs against India. South Africa have been comprehensively beaten in the first two matches and fast bowler Kajisa Rabada's admitted that the team is feeling the heat but now is definitely not the time to panic. Yeah, there are a few problems. I wouldn't say there's a lot of problems. Sometimes when you do badly, it always seems like a lot more is going wrong than what really is than what really is happening. So it's failure is going to happen. It's going to happen again. So hopefully next game we bounce back and get momentum. The Proteas are going to be without Faf Duplessis and A.B. de Villiers, who have both picked up finger injuries, as well as Quinton de Kock, who took a blow to the wrist on the weekend. They're all out of tomorrow's clash, and even though uh, he admits it is a big blow to the team, Rabada feels that Cricket South Africa have done well to build depth within the squad. Yes, that's one thing. It's one thing that's been happening within CSA. Uh, guys like Dale Mornay, um, and now a few broken fingers and wrists. Um, yeah, so it gives other players a, a chance. Uh, we've got some players who've been playing in franchise cricket for a while, uh, been doing very well, and those three names that have dropped of that have dropped out of the team, is, they're pretty much irreplaceable at the moment. So yeah, it just gives people a chance to and then we get to widen the pool, so other players can experience international cricket. On to football now. Cape Town City begin their Nedbank Cup campaign tomorrow. They take on Vitz, as mentioned at the top of the show. It's the fourth time that City play Vitz this season. They've won three of the previous games and drawn one. Benny McCarthy looking to continue the form against Gavin Hunt's team and uh, says he'll pick his strongest side possible for tomorrow night's clash. The Nedbank, I'm trying to go with the strongest possible team that I think I feel the team that, that I think can, can, can possibly do well and possibly get through maybe beating Coach Kevin Hunt again. So <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a team out there that, 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 that gives me that possibility, you know, and then come, comes Kev, the, uh, likewise. Benny obviously relishing the idea of beating Gavin Hunt once again. Straight after tomorrow's Clash City, head off to Swaziland where they'll make their debut in the CAF Confederation Cup. They take on Swazi Club Young Buffaloes on Saturday. McCarthy says both matches are vital. For me, it's as a coach, you know, as, as a player, I've always wanted to win every single game that I play. And that never changed about me. So now... As I am a coach, I don't take any competition lightly, whether it's the CAF or whether it's the club says, don't show too much preference to this thing, or we're not bothered about going as far as possible in this competition. But for me, at the end of the day, it it goes on your CV, it it, it goes on your status on how many games you've won. In news out of England, Leeds United have appointed Barnsley boss Paul Hickingbottom as their new coach, that following Sunday's departure of Thomas Christensen, while the Netherlands have appointed former Everton manager Ronald Koeman as their head coach on a a four-and-a-half-year deal. FA Cup action to look forward to tonight in England. Birmingham City play Huddersfield Mool, travel to Rochdale, and Swansea City take on Notts County. In Winter Olympic news, the organizing committee for the Pengshong Olympics has called in 900 military personnel after more than 1,200 security workers were pulled off duty because of concerns about the spread of the norovirus. 
Workers started reporting headaches, stomach pain and diarrhea on Sunday and the Gangwon Province Health and Environment Research Centre found 41 workers with symptoms that might be related to the virus. The others have been pulled from duty to prevent possible spreading of illness. The workers were largely responsible for checking credentials and screening baggage entering the venues. On to Athletics News World Championship 10,000 metre silver medalist Joshua Teptegai is the first big name to be announced to compete in the inaugural Athletics Grand Prix Series in South Africa next month. Athletics Grand Prix Series consists of three meets, the first taking place at Reimsich Stadium on Thursday the 1st of March. And finally, in some tennis news, world number two Simona Halep says she'll miss Romania's Fed Cup tie with Canada this weekend after an injury picked up at the grueling Australian Open has failed to heal. Halep had a tough time in Melbourne last month, taking her, or turning her ankle rather, and battling her way through several marathon matches to a hot and humid final, only to lose to Denmark's Caroline Wozniacki. She later admitted crying after the loss and the third time she's been a runner-up in a Grand Slam final, but says life goes on and has vowed to bounce back once her body has healed. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some football. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader and big football to look forward to tomorrow night. It is the round of 32 in the Ned Bank Cup. Three matches taking place. Amazulu up against Ntata Bucks. Uh, Ubuntu Cape Town hosting Polokwane City at uh, the Athlone Stadium. And Bidvest Vitz take on Cape Town City at home. Uh, I think all eyes will be on that game. Uh, various fixtures this season so far between those two teams have been fascinating to watch. And we join now uh, by Bidvest Vitz's Manib Joseph. Manib, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us. Good evening. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. I mean, big game tomorrow night in the round of 32 to come up against a, a team like uh, City. How, how are you personally feeling and how, how's the squad feeling ahead of, of the clash? Yeah, so it's, a, it's a really good game for us to be, to be, to be playing. You know, we don't want to be playing any of the smaller teams. Um, we want to be playing teams like Cape Town City, the, the ones who's up there competing. You know, we haven't been having a good season. And Cape Town City has been the main reason for that because it started off our season on on the downslope, you know, so um, it's going to be a really, really big game for us. We're looking forward to the game, um, and we definitely want to get one over them so we can get into the next round. Niamh, you, you make an interesting point there, especially in a competition like this where you are playing uh, or you have the chance to play against teams from, from lower leagues, and, and often when you're playing a team from the, the NFD or, or, or the multi-disky sort of that, that level, it's easy to go in complacent, whereas, exactly. like you say, going, going in against a team like Cape Town City, you, you've got to be and you've got to arrive with your A game from, from uh, minute one. Exactly, and that's how we, well, that's what we prefer, you know, because we can easily, like I say, easily just... Uh, uh, get complacent, and and that's just the South African mentality we have here. That if we play smaller teams, you think it's a walk in the park. But um, we have to be playing Cape Town City. Cape Town City have been doing really, really well this season. Um, they've been playing good football under Coach Benny, and Benny turned that team into a a real motorhouse. You know, um, they they're fighting for him. You can see on the sideline he's fighting for them as well. Sometimes a little bit too much where he gets central, but that's the passion of the game that he brings to the game, you know. So we're going to be up against a team and a coach that's really passionate playing for the team, and it's going to be a really good test for us, you know. You mentioned the start of the season as far as the league goes, and, and uh, the first half, I mean, it's one that, that you guys wouldn't uh, want to remember at all. Second, uh, stands has been, been pretty good so far. Coach Gavin yes. was saying yesterday that uh, you're still in with a shot, that, uh, I mean, with how logged 
jam the, the table is at the moment, and yeah. a couple of wins or, or a string of wins will, will get you sort of back into things. Does switching to a cup competition like, like this detract from what you guys are trying to do in, in the league, or is it, you know what, if you want to be champion, you've got to win everything? Exactly. Um, um, we, we haven't been as good on it now. Lately, we've been, um, since the second half started, we started off again with a, with a loss, but we picked up from there and we started to gel as a team. And, and that, um, we, we were just playing, we played, um, purely on confidence and playing a net bank cup game, being a league game, um, it just adds to that confidence in our momentum going forward in the season. And then like, and like we felt like having a team, we were joking around in the change room, you know, where we said, listen guys, one more win and then we might be up there with fun down, bleeding down the neck, you know, just to, to make a little bit of fun of the thing, but, but it's true, you know, or what, the, the league's been so, uh, so tight that a couple more wins finally we'll be right up there. And going into the game, the game tomorrow night with Cape Town City will just add to that confidence that we needed in the beginning of the season, but leading up to the end, it will just help us, um, push and end up as far as we can, as high as we can in, in the league. Manib, I know Coach Gavin's a big fan of playing lots of games and playing often, uh, and, and you yeah. mentioned the word momentum. You guys are in one of those patches right now where there's a lot of yeah. football in store. League, Nedbank Cup, you guys have got CAF Champions League commitments this coming weekend as well. Uh, are, yeah. are you looking that far ahead, or is it a case of all eyes tomorrow night and then we'll worry about no. the weekend's clash on the weekend? Definitely, definitely. Our main focus is also tomorrow night, you know. Um, because we can't progress in this cup. Um, we haven't had a good season, but to, to, to our advantage, we won a trophy this season and there's another chance to win another trophy this season. Because at the end of the day, all teams um, who compete in this league, we just want to win a trophy. And, and we have another opportunity for us to put one in the camp for the club and turn the season around completely. You talk of turning the season around and, and the confidence of, of coming off a, a league win last season and, and struggling first half. What's the confidence yes. within the squad looking like at the moment? Is, is the belief there? Because I think at this level, the teams are, are all pretty even. It, it, it boils down to yes. believing that you're good enough and believing you can win. Exactly. And that, that's what we've been lacking at the beginning of the season, that belief. You know, once we got that first number, we all thought... Um, that, you know, we, we're going to be we carrying on from last season, but unfortunately it wasn't the case because we had a new few signings coming in and we had to shuffle and, and find the right balance. And that took a while and now finally we found that balance. And what has been very, very positive last was the fact that um, when when we played Kazuchis the other night, we were 1-0 down, we came back strong, we showed a lot of character, and we nearly could have smashed that, that, that game, you know, and that's been going on for the past few games now. And that's the confidence that we've been taking from these games. That we've been lacking. Well, Manip, best of luck for the clash tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a Thank fascinating so one much, to watch. Uh, all the clashes this season so far between yourself and City have been. Uh, and best of luck yeah. for the weekend. We're not going to chat to you before Thank then either. So much, uh, and no, it doesn't matter who we who we support in South Africa. We're behind the South African yeah. sides in the Champions League. So good luck to, to you and the rest of the squad. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it's time to chat to the opposition now, and joining us from Cape Town City is Lyle Kay. Lyle, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. We just had a chat to Manib Josephs. Uh, it's good to have you on, and thanks for your time this evening. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, big clash tomorrow night. Uh, Nedbank Cup round of 32 up in Joburg against Bidvetsvitz. It's a, a team you've had the better of this season. Are you guys uh, feeling confident heading into this clash? Um, yeah, we 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 confident. Uh, if you look at, uh, I think our last three meetings, I think we've, we've won all three uh, against them. But we know they will they will be coming out to to get one over us, you know and. 
I think we, with, with our recent form, irrespective of our loss against Sundowns, um, with our recent form, we, we, we go, we go into this game high on confidence and we're hoping to win this one. Yeah, Lyle, I asked Manid this question too. Obviously, a lot of the teams playing teams from lower leagues, going in and around a 32 playing against a team like Vitz, you, you've got to be in top form from, from the start. There's no complacency for City going into this one tomorrow. Definitely, and if you consider the form too of like, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, they've won the three of the last four matches. So, so it, it would be a tough one, but we're up for the challenge. Early on in the season, and you mentioned the three matches that you have beaten them. You played them four this season. You've drawn one and won three. But it's slightly different for side to to the, the first half of the season. They they seem to have turned things around in the league. They, they're playing with a bit more confidence. Are, are you expecting a much stiffer challenge tomorrow night? Um, definitely. Like they've made changes in. Uh, 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 they've brought in a few players now with a, with a January transfer. You know, uh, Eddie Jima. Uh, Machoro, one of our former players, he scored now the, the past weekend against Chiefs. So they're much stronger side, and I think that there's more confidence in the team now that they've they've picked up a few victories. Let's talk about Little Nora Majoro and uh, the move to, to Vitz and, and the chances of coming up against him tomorrow night. Uh, like you said, he scored the equaliser on the weekend against Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, you looking forward to, to playing against your former teammate? Do you think he's he's let the cat out of the bag with some secrets of, of what you guys are doing at City? Uh, definitely. Uh, former players would, would obviously do that. You know, I think everywhere you go, play former players, when, when they come up against their former teams, they... They obviously know what it's about, and uh, uh, considering that he's been here at City since the start, I mean, since last year, so he knows he knows the ins and outs of the team, and, and it will be interesting coming up against him. And obviously, he would want to score against City, you know, who wouldn't want to score against the former team? Yeah, and, and he is a, a class player. There's no two ways about it. We've seen the quality that he's that he's delivered for for City. You obviously know him well as a as a team as well, and uh, where his strengths lie and where his weaknesses lie. Uh, it should be an intriguing battle. Definitely, yeah. We we know his strength and his weakness, and uh, even uh, uh, the players that that is uh, how can I say our defenders that are in obviously our captain is suspended and Philly is suspended, but. Uh, our, our play, the players that are, are coming in, I, I'm confident that they will do the job. No. Lila, I don't want to look too far ahead, but you guys have also got a trip to Swaziland to look forward to this weekend in the, the CAF Confederations Cup. It's obviously the first uh, bit of African football for, for Cape Town City. Uh, as a squad, I'm sure you're looking forward to that as well. Yeah, we are, but we have to take a game, a game at a time. And for, for now, we're focusing on the Vert game. And once that game is done, we can focus on the on the on the Cash Champions League, Champions League game in Swaziland. Well, I'll be remiss to ask this. I, I mentioned that Little Honor will be letting some of the the, the secrets out of the bag for for Bidvest Vitz tomorrow night. But you've got a, another secret weapon within your squad, and there's a, a massive buzz all over social media about a young man by the name of Mateo Manusakis. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Mateo Magic and uh, what he brings to, to Cape Town City for, for people who haven't seen him. Uh, is he a youngster? Who is he? Where, how does he fit into the club? What's the story? Um, our assistant coach, Basil, is actually his father, you know. Uh, so Mateo's always around, whether it's at training or in the dressing room. But he's, he just brings that vibe to the, to the team, you know. And he's all, like, how can I say, before the game, he's always cheering the guys up. With his singing and stuff, and people—if uh, you—if you ask people, like 
the, the ones that saw him for the first time, if you ask them about him, they will always tell you, he, he brings so much joy into the team with his singing and all that, and he uplifts the spirit in the team. So it's good to have him around, and uh, uh, people will obviously see more more of him. He's, he's becoming as famous as the players, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's, and every team we play against, uh, I think it was uh, the game against Chiefs, uh, he actually went into the changing room and they, they asked him to sing for them because I think it was Bongo, uh, Jaya. He was here at, at, at City. So Bongo uh, actually took him to the Chiefs changing room when we played against him and he sang for them. And even after the Sundowns game, I think you saw him taking pictures with Billiat and, and some of the players. So yeah, it's becoming, it's becoming quite famous. <laughs> I love it. Is he, is he a decent footballer himself? Uh, yeah, he's actually a lefty. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's also left footed and, uh, <laughs> he commented. He, he he posed one comment now the other day. He was like, uh, "Us lefties who actually good, eh?" And I just laughed. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen him yet, be sure to follow Cape Town City on social media, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and see some of the videos of this young man. I, I tell you what, as a South African, he, he's just so full of passion. And, and even though he is a City fan, I tell you what, we need more kids like that in this country. He is uh, he's an asset, and uh, yeah, keep keep those videos coming, Lyle. I think uh, I think he he's he's, he's going to be massive in this country. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Well, Art, thank you for your time this evening. Best of luck for the clash tomorrow night against uh, Vitz. We're going to be watching it closely. And uh, all the best for, for the travels to Swaziland this weekend. Thank you. Thanks. SAFM and Birchwood Hotel invite you and your loved one to the Ukuruleni Comes Alive Jazz Evening on Friday the 16th of February at the Birchwood Hotel in Boxburg, East Rand. Performing live on stage will be the soulful crooner, Nati. <laughs> Supported by the sultry and sensuous Kelly Kamalo and Zama Jobe. The jazz evening also promises hilarious comedy from the Napster. <laughs> Tune in to SAFM and stand a chance to win two VIP tickets and one night's accommodation for you and your partner. For bookings, visit birchwoodhotel.co.za or call 011-897-0000. SAFM, giving you all that jazz in the month of love. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, big cricket to look forward to tomorrow as well. The Proteas taking on India in the third ODI of their series. They are 2-0 down after two comprehensive victories, it has to be said, by the tourists uh, at Supersport Park uh, in the second one on the weekends. Uh, and uh, yeah, a very tough one in Durban uh, a couple of days before that. We're joined now uh, by Sports World Kanisa Taiko. Kanisa, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. The pressure firmly on the Proteas going into this clash at Newlands tomorrow. Yes, it is, because remember now, Quentin de Kock's out for the better part of, for, for the rest of the Indian tour because of his wrist injury. There's also AB is coming back for the fourth ODI. And there's also, uh, uh, there's also five to also out for the rest of the series. So a big onus on internal responsibility now hangs on actually JB Tiwini's shoulder to deliver the goods, um, for the protein because he's now the most senior batsman in the batting lineup and he hasn't delivered so, it's his own ground. Um, whether, whether or not the pitch will take turn, as we've seen, uh, you, you've been child and called him, called him shut up. We've actually bowled, called him shut up. We've bowled very well throughout the series. 
So it's an interesting, it's interesting to see how the coach has actually um, played spin tomorrow, but it's important to consider that they win the, the, the OGI tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if they, they lose it tomorrow, they're 3-0 down, which means India can't lose the series. They can, uh, at worst, draw it. But uh, you mentioned the South African batters, and they really do need to come to the party. And, and like you said, the three big uh, losses, A.B. de Villiers, uh, Faf Duplessis, and Quinton de Kock out for tomorrow's match, all three of them. Uh, Quinton out for the rest of the series. Up front, we've got to score runs. Uh, I mean, Aiden Markram obviously skippering the sides, big pressure on him. Uh, but we, we need up front, we need the, the, the batters to, to really just front up. We, we can't keep putting pressure on our lower and bottom order. That's true. That's true. I think Hashim Amla does owe the team a fair few runs at the top of the order. But I think that's big onus in terms of responsibility lies on the shoulders of JP Jimini and David Willey because they are the senior batsmen in the middle order. Yes, they've got the issues with spin, but if you've been playing for as long as they have in the international circuit, surely you should be finding a way to combat the threat that has been posed by, by Adolf and Child. Clearly, in the first two games, it's clear that they haven't found a way to combat the two spinners. And we saw in Durban that to combine five wickets. I mean, Child took five wickets alone in the second ODI, so clearly there hasn't been a method that has been working for J.P. Germany, and, 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 and I point them out in particular because they are the senior captain. They are finally class in the set to make it debut tomorrow. Kayazone will be playing in the second game. And funny thing is, Kayazone actually handled the spinners pretty well, but you need your two senior middle-order batsmen to cover that spin threat. Even if they make sure that, even if those spinners bowl 20 overs, if they make sure that they score four and over without losing a wicket, they need to make sure that that spin threat is counted. Even if they can score bombings, but they can't lose wickets against that spin deal. Hi, uh, can you say from a, a sort of bowling perspective, we, we can't really say much about our bowlers in the series because, uh, to be fair, they haven't had anything to bowl at. So, I mean, whether they've been good or bad, I'm not quite sure because they just haven't been able to put pressure on, on the Indian batsmen. Uh, which is which is unfair. I mean, you can't you can't expect them to bowl out a team as good as India for for just over a hundred each time. That is true, and I think I think a lot will depend on the toss tomorrow because um, funny thing is I've, I've noticed that Newlands has become actually a bit better to bet on at night as as it has been over the past fifteen fifteen to twenty years. I think the same could be said of Durban because normally a team that wins the toss in Durban bets first and they're often guaranteed a win because the, the surface change. change tends to change nature um, as the night progresses. However, though, we saw in the Sri Lanka game, uh, I mean, the, the Sri Lanka game, which led the two in Australia to again, that actually changing the news now isn't such a bad thing after all. So maybe South Africa could ask could, uh, different questions of themselves from a changing perspective. But when you do low down, the best way for you is to set, the best way to set up a match is by backing first and backing big. But the problem is that you rightly pointed out that you may back first and back big, but then South Africa's backing hasn't quite delivered so far in the series. And the bowlers, as you rightly, as you rightly, as you rightly pointed out, that the bowlers haven't quite actually shown the ways in Devon. Um, again, I think the batsmen let them down a bit because India should have been shaking T30 instead of 270 on the surface. And they, India had a pretty much an easy ride, an easy ride of a chasing. But I think if South Africa actually bowl first, and actually, I think that actually will see whether India's backing is good or not. But then again, you've also got a batsman like, like Roy Sharma, who's an ex-batsman in India setting total. I mean, both of, all three of his ODI 200s have come on India very first. So again, there's a threat of some batsmen who'll be threatening to come off, who may come off for India if they do that first. You, you mentioned uh, Quinton de Kock out. The selectors haven't uh, named a replacement. 
what do you think is going to happen from a, a selection point of view? The selectors have obviously got some uh, some big questions to ask. What, what do you think the team will look like tomorrow, uh, Kanish? Well, it's a straightforward shot that Harris Plus and I'm all coming for will come in for um, for Colin Lecoq. And I think the middle macro may move up to open. That means JP Dumin is being the senior batsman, may have to come up and backfield, which I think may not be such a bad thing for him if there's a early wicket at all, because I suspect that he may be a bit more comfortable against pace as he has been against him, because in the, in the past few games, there hasn't been, hasn't been, actually, throughout his career, JP Dumin hasn't been very comfortable against quality spin. So I think the last thing he wants is to expose him to quality spin in the season. So I think it, it, be, it, could be, um, it could be a good move for him to batting at to batting at three um, in tomorrow's ODI. With Klaus and Mayfield in the lower order, even though he's performed well in the top of the batting for the Titans. Well, let's keep fingers crossed uh, for approaching win tomorrow to keep the series alive and interesting. Uh, can you sort Twaku, thank you so much for your time this evening. And don't forget, we will have updates for you right throughout that match tomorrow night here on SAFM. And we'll have crossings to Newlands throughout the day. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Uh, can you so enjoy the match tomorrow? SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some athletics news now here on SAFM. A big announcement uh, made today that uh, a big name is heading to South Africa for the Athletics Grand Prix Series that gets underway next month. Manfred Seidler has all the details. In December last year, the 2018 Athletics Grand Prix Series was launched, promising athletes and fans alike action-packed athletics and an influx of international stars. True to their word, the first of those stars has been announced in the form of world champion 10,000 meters silver medalist Joshua Cheptegei, who is no stranger to South Africans, having won the FNB Durban 10km city surf run in October last year. Now he's back, this time though taking on the 1500 meters, an event he has only run once before, and understandably Cheptegei is a bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous about that. Two in my first race of the year. I normally just intend to do my best, you know. What I can, what I can do is what I can uh, do. What I cannot do, then it's a, it's a limit, yeah. Chapter Guy will be running the 50 meters on the 1st of March and then more than likely also the 50 meters on the 8th of March at the second meet at Tuckies and Chwani. The race in Pretoria could also be 3,000 metres. This has still to be decided. But the 21-year-old is, however, looking for a very fast time. My target time, uh, what I want to, what I intend, what I intend to do is uh, 3:32 to 3:35. It will be a little bit challenging because now. It is going to be the fastest race in the year. Not since the late 80s and early 90s have we seen those kind of times run in South Africa. For Cheptegei, this series is a vital wheel in the cog for his preparations for the Commonwealth Games, where he'll race the 5,000 metres, and then of course for the season beyond. These two races are very important in my life, because although it's not a championship year, but uh, in the long run I intend to do a double in the 5K and the 10K. So... Uh, coming to South Africa for this kind of project is really something that is important because it's gonna change my 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 my, my style of running in terms of uh, the, the speed because when you're doing 1500 you need a lot of speed and uh, speed endurance. So I'm doing it because I need I I I may need that kind of uh, uh, speed when I'm doing the 5K. Manfred Seidler for SAFM Sport. SAFM Sports Wrap.
On to some paddling now. Former Doozy Canoe Marathon champions, Bornello Cuela continues to harbour hope of winning the race alongside another black paddler and dreams of doing so when the 2018 edition of the race takes place next week. The 30-year-old paired up with Siseko Tondini in this year's K2 or doubles race, put simply, and they're amongst the favourites for the crown in what was one of the inspirational stories of the 2016 edition. Cuela's partner, Banetse Nkwesha, recovered from a stabbing incident to finish on the podium. Quella has found a new partner this year and is trying to fulfill his dream. Yeah, no, definitely this is my biggest dream to win the doozy with uh, one of the black guys. I did try it with Panetti, unfortunately it was step on December, so our dream didn't come true. But I was still happy that we managed to finish that after, after, after the trauma that happened on December. Then unfortunately this year we couldn't do it together, so I'm lucky that uh, I still have the same, same, almost the same guy at, uh, in the boat to, to achieve my, uh, my dream or my goal to win the doozy with uh, one of the black guys. Quella won the grueling three-day race, one of the world's toughest of its kind, in the wor- uh, back in 2014 when he paddled alongside multiple winner Andy Burkett. He has three other third-place finishes in the doubles class, while his best placing in the singles was second last year. However, he is the record holder in the non-stop doozy, an even more difficult one-day sprint event over the same 120-odd kilometer course from Peter Maritzburg to Durban. He says preparations have gone well for this year's race after he was linked together with Tondini by his Sponsor Eurosteel. My plan was to pay Pillow Zonde, my cousin. Uh, then uh, Colin recently phoned me and he said uh, he's planning uh, to to give myself and uh, the Segway a chance to do this together. Then I said to myself, oh, okay. Uh, why not uh, to give uh, Segway a chance to, to pay with me? Then I was so happy to 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 combine this combo to do this with Segway, just to give him a chance. Yeah, everything is going very well at the moment. We've been training hard from, uh, from December and uh, we're looking good, we're looking strong, we're ready for the race. Yeah, the boat it is going nice and uh, we are hoping for, for the podium because this has never been in, uh, in the podium before. So that is his goal. My goal is to win the doozy. So he's following me. I'm trying to help him to get the the podium. So he's trying to help me to win the doozy. Should be a fantastic race in 2018. We'll have updates for you when that does get underway next week. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is uh, the talk shop. And uh, make sure you stick around for that. Don't forget, if you'd like to reach out as well and be in touch, you can. Just uh, email sport at safm.co.za. You can touch base via social media at SAFM Radio or to me personally at Big Brad Brown across the various platforms from my entire team in Johannesburg this evening. Luyolo and Phineas, thank you very much for your help this evening, gents. From myself, Brad Brown, you have yourself a brilliant Tuesday evening. Right now it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.